praise the Lord. Well, God bless you this morning. I don't know. I feel really good in church today. I'm so glad I'm here. Hallelujah. There's so many different places that we could be today on the new year. And there's places filled up all over the place. People celebrating still the new year. But we get to celebrate in church. I'll tell you, uh, we have the best church. You, you want to know, you, you all blessed Pastor Lisa and I so much. We were so blessed this Christmas with all the kind words. And what, what an offering. You, didn't, you don't have to do that. You didn't have to do that. We receive it, but you didn't have to do that. We'd really like to just give it all back to you. And then some, we feel like y'all are the best. We got the best family. I got the best parents. I got, we just had a wonderful Christmas. I don't know about you. It was good. Then we had some of Pastor Lisa's family come out. They're still out. But they, they go to the airport and leave at 2.20 today. So they wanted to be at church here today. In fact, I've got to drive them to the airport. So if you see me slip out, I'm not being rude to anybody. I'd like to shake hands and hug everybody's neck today. But uh, my job is to be an Uber driver today to the airport. And I'm all right with that. But... Uh, I love our church, and I'm really excited about 2021. This is Vision Sunday, and uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about that, but the Lord changed my message and wants me to minister on something different, kind of along the lines of where I was last week. We'll continue on that, but uh, God's got a good thing for us in 2021. He really does. I mean, I heard this today, and it just came out of my spirit that it's a new day, it's a new year, and it's a new flow. It's, it's a new day, new year, new flow. And uh, we're, we've got to be bold to step into that flow. You know, I've learned over the years, it's the, it, the anointing meets boldness. And if you'll step out and just be bold, that anointing will meet that. But anytime there's timidity or just, just uh, un, being unsure, you got to step out. If you hear from the Lord, you're going to step out, be bold. And this has got to be a year, many of us have stepped out before, but we've kind of laid back. And uh, I'm still kind of in a flow here. Uh, many people just kind of pulled, pulled back, pulled away from the things of the Spirit. You're going to have to get back into that. You know, because there, there's churches all over the nation, all over the world that don't flow in the Spirit. That's dime a dozen. But God's looking for a remnant of people that'll be bold with the flow of the anointing. You can you go anywhere you want and have a good, there's good churches, good preachers, good teachers, good pastors, but not everyone's bold with the flow. And that's what I want. Not everyone's going to contend for a move of the, the Spirit. I'm not bragging on us. I, I want to be able to brag on you that... I could say you're that church that's hungry, that's contending for a flow, and that doesn't want a normal year. <laughs> I'm not looking for a normal year. I'm looking, I'm looking for things to be supernatural. So at the end here, at the end of the service, we're going to pray over your, your list. But if you haven't made a list, then you haven't been following what we've been telling you to do. So you can still do that. 
later on. Don't rush it if you haven't done it and do it in your seat real quick. And you, get, you need to really prayerfully, you know, seek the Lord. Say, is this, this the desires that you're putting in my heart? And if he's put it in your heart, it's for a reason. Write down your goals and your visions and your plans, ministry, things that come to your heart. Write them down. Get your faith on that. We're going to pray over that today and expect. Amen? This morning, I want to talk about the power of expectation. The power of expectation. Turn to your neighbor and say, the power of expectation. Say, that's what pastor's talking about today. Tell your neighbor, say, that's what pastor's talking about today. That's for you today. That's for you today. Praise God. Hallelujah. You ready to get in the word? I mean, I know we're all anointed. I know there's an anointing in this place. And I know the word's anointed. But I feel anointed right now. <laughs> Is that all right? Is it okay to feel anointed? I can feel the anointing right now. It's, it's good. Hallelujah. So I just know the anointing's flowing today. I want you to just be on the edge of your seat, ready to receive. Hallelujah. Turn with me, if you would, in the scripture, to Psalms, the 27th chapter, and the 13th verse. The power of expectation. Say that again with me. The power of expectation. It seems that we live in a day where people are expecting the worst. I remember when things were very lean and hard financially, and we'd made some mistakes, and we did some things that were just not wisdom when we first got married, and the bills started pouring in, and I knew what was in the mailbox, so I just didn't go. Anybody ever done that before? Check the mail instead of every day. Check it once a week because you know it's just bills and you can't pay it. Am I the only one that's ever dealt with that? Every time you went to the mailbox, you expected something that was negative. Why go? I'm expecting a lien on the problem. I'm expecting this. I'm expecting something bad. 2020 seemed to be a year like that for a lot of people. For one, they've watched the news too much. There is a, there is a spirit behind this media culture. It's not like it was when there was happy days and <laughs> the love boat and all that kind of stuff. But we've been, you know, media, even movies and sitcoms, not just the news and the fake news and the, I don't know that there are, there, there are outlets that are real so I just kind of stopped listening stopped watching because every time I did it produced an anticipation or an expectation for something that wasn't good have you ever noticed that? I mean, just, you, you go ahead and turn it on your favorite news station I don't care if it's Fox or Newsmax or whatever, CNN 
You watch it long enough, it's going to produce a faith for the wrong thing, an anticipation, an expectation. You walk around, people are just doom and gloom about tomorrow. So I thought to myself, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it because I've got better news. I've got better news, and I'd rather listen to someone that's going to herald the truth. But we do live in a day, you know, even if you start following medical report or, or science. I've heard that and I'm, I, I don't want to use the word sick because I'm not sick, I'm healed. But I'm fed up. I don't even want to use the word tired because my body will listen to my words. I'm not tired. But I can be fed up. I'm fed up with people that trust in science over God. Especially when their science is evolving every minute. I'm not going to follow the science. I'm going to follow God. Because if I follow the science, my expectation just, it's like a light that dims and dims and dims. And everyone's got this apocalypse attitude. Like, you never know. Things might end tomorrow. Some people were excited about the Bethlehem star, and some people thought, oh my gosh, it's going to be a holocaust, something bad. Signs get some people excited, and some Christians get depressed. Right? Talking about expectation. You know, I heard Andrew Womack say this. I was listening to Andrew Womack the other day. He said, Everybody sings about heaven, gets excited about heaven until the doctor tells you you're about to go. (laughs) Everybody say the power of expectation. I just wanted to encourage you to not, to kind of, go against the grain if, you, if you're watching something if you're listening to something if you're if you've been given yourself your ear to something that's dimming your hope that's you know hope deferred makes the heart sick that's kind of if you're if you're given to cold water you know I mean you ever had someone throw cold water on you and you're all excited about something all of a sudden they put throw cold water on your parade get away Move, I'm not telling you to fast from it. I'm telling you to cut off, cut it off, cut it off. You, the church cannot afford to have a mixture of exciting news and bad news, of faith and unbelief. You've got to really be fine-tuning your sources of what you hear because that's what's going to produce expectation in your life. Everybody say it's time to fine-tune some things. In 2021, I need to fine-tune some things. We need to tune up every now and then. We need to to judge ourselves. So many people are busy judging other people. You need to judge yourself. And find out, why am I so depressed all the time? Why am I not expecting good things to happen? Why am I so down and out all the time? Why am I gloom and doom? And then then start to diagnose the sources of of outlets, media outlets are not just TVs, it's, it's also friends and family. I'll just throw them in that category of, of, of people that we listen to 
And if it don't line up with the word, you need to say, okay, I love you. I'll love you if I have to from a distance because I can't afford to have the expectation of bad things in my life when God's promised good things for me in good days. Hallelujah. Thank you for your enthusiasm. I'm going to have a hard time getting them to the airport on time today. <laughs> Psalm 27, verse 13, he said, I had fainted or I would have fainted. I had fainted unless I had believed, one translation said expected, unless I had expected or believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I'm expecting to see good things. In, you know, we sing that song, I'm expecting great things. Where? When I get to heaven? And that's kind of what I see in that scripture, what he's saying. I'm expecting good things in the land of the living, right here, right here. I'm expecting heaven on the other side of the river. Someone told me one time, said, you know, you're, you're turning 40. Well, I'm 47 now. But they said, when you turn 40, you better expect your eyes to diminish, your joints to, you know, be a little rusty and all these things. And that, that stuff gets in your head. But I can't find it in the scripture. You almost want to turn around, brother, and say, how's that working for you? I mean, you're... You're 50. You mean to write your epitaph now? You, what, are you about to die? The way you're talking. Someone told me the other day, said, well, you know, because we, we, how many have been hearing some, I mean, just oddities, just odd things going on in 2020. People dying. It's like that you didn't think would die. All kind of weird things happening. And I was talking, we, someone had passed away that we knew and way before their time. And it was a minister, and he said, well, you know, we're all going to go sometime. Maybe it's sooner than later. I thought, not me. This is a faith guy, and I was quick to tell him, not me. He said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, I, what have you been preaching all these years? I said, he told me in the scripture that he'd satisfy me with long life and show me his salvation. I'm not satisfied. I'm 47 right now. I'm not satisfied. And I've got to remind my body, I am not satisfied yet. So, body, you've got to line up with the scripture. He's got some things to show me. And I'm not going to be satisfied at 50, or 55, 65, 75, 85, 90. I'll have a talk with the Lord. If he tarries and hadn't returned. And that's the problem. People are already satisfied because they got no purpose. Another message. Well, if you got no purpose, then what are you expecting? You got nothing to expect. And I don't care what's going on. I don't care if it's COVID-19, 20, 21, 22, 20. I don't care what COVID it is. If you've got purpose and expectation, then the Lord has a need for you here. Hallelujah. I would have fainted unless I'd believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, in the Lord. I am expecting good 
things to happen to me in 2021. I'm not expecting the bad. I'm not expecting to be broke. I, I don't care what the expectations and the forecasters are saying in the economic world. I'm expecting God's economics to work on my behalf. I don't care what the forecasters are saying in the medical arena. I'm expecting to walk in divine health in my body. I don't care what the forecasters are saying about any area of our lives. I am fully expecting God to do good things in my life in the land of the living and I'm not going to lend my ear to the forecasters of the spirit of this world that are preaching doom and gloom. Stay away from it. Run from it. Run from it. I don't care if it's wrapped up in a cross and it looks good and sounds good. Religion will kill you. To hell with religion. That's where it comes from. But I'll tell you what will keep you in the land of the living. Blessed and will designate you and set you apart and others will see it. It's when you will choose to believe. Many of you made it through 2020 because you didn't faint. People say, well, this year stunk. I can't wait to get out of this year. You're here today. You could have quit. Some people did quit, but you chose to believe. I'm not saying you didn't get hit. I'm not saying you didn't get knocked around. I'm not saying, but I'll tell you what, if it tried to touch you, glory to God, you're here, and it didn't win. <laughs> glory to God. Talk about expectation. You fill your list out today, you filled it out this week or last week, whatever, you better have some anticipation, some expectation, uh, some, I'm looking out for this to happen. Hallelujah. I remember when the first stimulus came, I didn't really care to have it. But if they're going to give it to me, I'll take it. But you know, it took them, it took them three months to get it to me. And for three months, I'd go to my mailbox and what was I doing? Throwing all the junk mail looking for something from the government. <laughs> right, because it, it'll be seed. I'll sow it. I'll, get, I'll do something with it. Right? Had an expectation. That's just, just drawing a point from that. I, I, I care less. I don't need $600. The Lord's my source. <laughs> right? You, I don't want no string attached to it. It's coming from somewhere. Someone's going to have to pay it back. But my point is, have you ever had an expectation in the natural where you've been waiting, you've been going to the mailbox, you've been going, looking, someone sent something to you, maybe this, this Christmas, maybe Amazon came to your door more than before, and you check your list and everything came but three items, and every day, Pastor Lisa, honey, did you check the front door? No? Well, I'm missing something for one of the boys. Next 20 minutes. Did you check the front door? No. I checked it 20 minutes ago. It wasn't there. Well, it's still not there. 30 more minutes later, and she's just kind of nagging, but faith has a little bit of nagging to it. 
Expectation has a little bit of nagging to it. In other words, you're always looking for it. You're always talking about it. You're always checking up on it. You're always looking to the Word of God saying, this is what it looks like. This is what I'm expecting. Healing looks like what? Oh, all right. Glory to God. That's how I look. That's the spirit of expectation. That's what I'm expecting for this church in 2021. If you're taking this year serious, you're taking your faith list serious, and we do this every year, and just about everybody that does it in faith, well, I can, I can honestly say everybody that does it in faith, they get exactly what they write down. And we've seen miracles over the year. But you've got to have an anticipation and an expectation. Amen? Now, go with me to Luke chapter 3. Verse 15. Y'all getting anything out of this? Luke chapter 3 and verse 15. King James says this, And as the people were in expectation, underline that, as the people were in expectation, and all men mused in their hearts of John, whether he were the Christ or not. John answered, saying unto them, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Now Jesus was God's gift to you and I. For 400 years, they've been looking for a word. There was what we call the 400 silent years. Theologians will call it 400 silent years. No prophecy. No words given. No miracles. But yet the people had this promise that they were looking for and the promise was called the Messiah. And so with this for 400 years passed down from generation to generation was this expectation to see the Messiah. Right? And so here it says, the people were in expectation. The people were in anticipation. The people were on the edge of their seat thinking this could be the Messiah. Is this man called John the one we're looking for? And he says, no, the one you're looking for, I'm not even worthy to even tie shoes. But the one that's coming, he'll baptize you with the fire and the Holy Ghost. What he's saying is he's God's gift for you. And when he comes, he's coming with a gift as well. And he'll come with the gift of the Holy Ghost and fire. So can you imagine being in anticipation or expectation for this all these years? And you see John. And John speaking with boldness and fire and fervency. And he comes and says, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. In other words, turn from your religion. There's a new way coming, and his name is Jesus. And it's not a bunch of do's and don'ts, but he's going to do the do's and don'ts for you. And you can turn from that way and turn to him and trust alone in him. And he'll give you a gift called the Holy Ghost. Well, they were in anticipation. I read this in the Williams New Testament. 
And it says this. Now, while the people were on tippy toes <laughs> in their expectations, they were all arguing in their hearts about John, whether he himself was the Christ. In other words, they had tiptoe expectation. Have you ever been on your tiptoes and you're trying to see above everybody and you're looking for something? They were looking for something. They were anticipating something. They were on the edge of their seat. They were on tippy-toe level of expectation. We took the young adults, maybe some of you came years ago in the church, we took them to The Price is Right. One of my favorite shows growing up was watching The Price is Right. I always wanted to be on the showcase showdown. I I just believe I was pretty good at pricing things out. I probably would have won the, the cruise, the, the car, the RV, the, the vacation, all of it. You know, so I thought, well, let's, let's go to the show. And then you wait in this long line. Any, anybody ever went? You went? Did you win? No, but you, you got to go. Was you expecting? <laughs> These people are expecting to get their name called. And so they're wearing shirts, you know, they're wearing sweaters, homemade ones. I love you, Bob Barker, or I love you, this and that. Or some kind of attention grabber. Because if you can grab their attention, even in line, if you can act a little bit stupid or wild or crazy, because that's what they're looking for. Right? So we pulled all of our shenanigans and it just didn't seem to work. Except there was one person in our group that they had their eye on which at the time was the shyest person in the world. And it was your sister. It was Ivana. Is, was she not shy? She's not as shy now, but was she not really shy? And they just were drawn to her. She's a beautiful young lady. She's just got something about her that's, you know, people are drawn to her, whatever. She's just cool. I love her. But they walked up to her and they interviewed her. They didn't interview the rest of us. I'm like, man, what's she going to do with the cruise? Give it to her parents? I'm, I need that. <laughs> they asked her specific questions. One of the things they asked her, I think it was, do you play an instrument? And she said, yeah. She said, I play the bass. And they said, would you like a new bass? And she goes, not really. You know her, not really. She just shook her head and put her eyes, and they moved on to the next person. Well, you know, the very first person that got called up, first three people, they, it wasn't her. They called this person up. I don't know what her name was. They come on down to, you know, you're the next contestant. She's all wild and crazy. She was excited to get up there, and the other two came. You know what the first thing they bid on? A bass guitar. I believe that that had her name on it. That's why they interviewed her, asked her that question. But there was no expectation. I'm not knocking her. I love her to pieces. You understand what I'm saying. But I can draw a story from that. That when there's an expectation and you realize that's got my name on it, there's an expression that comes along with expectation. All right, y'all getting something out of this? I remember my, <laughs> can I pick on you, Dad? Is that all right? He's smiling. 
Growing up, you know, you had Ed McMahon. Remember anybody? Remember Ed? You liked Ed McMahon. You, they sent you those letters and made you feel like you were the only one. Maybe five other people in the nation got that letter and you were one of the only five. They wrote it out perfect, man. They, they wrote it out like, you're the one. You have a one in five chance to be the next millionaire. And he's going to show up on your doorstep Super Bowl Sunday. Well, we went to church. By the time he showed up, we were going to be at church. So you know what my dad did? He was expecting. This, this just helps with the story. You don't pick on them, but I mean, y'all have done stuff like this too. Y'all done worse stuff. You got your little superstitions and different things like that. He wrote a note and said, Dear Ed, I don't know exactly how he wrote it, but our church is located on such and such street, and if you're coming to the door and no one's, and we're not here, you can meet me at the church. And <laughs> is it the truth? And as silly as that sounds, there's an element of that that faith people need to have when it comes to the things of God. If you can find something in the scripture with your name in it, you better have a childlike faith that has an anticipation, an expectation. Whether you know it or not, it's kind of cool and fun to do stuff like that, it, to have a little bit of excitement, even though if you have a little reserve and you're thinking, I don't know if Ed's going to come, he's writing letters to everybody, but just a little bit of faith. That's all God needs is just a little bit of faith. I'm not talking about Ed now, I'm talking about God. Just a little bit of anticipation. Just a little bit of tippy-toe. I'm on my tippy-toes, man. Something good's coming to me. Oh, my gosh. Man, come on. I woke up Christmas morning and I got two adult children and I got one teenager that acts like he's an adult. <laughs> they still wake me up at 4 a.m. because they've got an anticipation to open up everything under that tree. <laughs> but if we can have that kind of childlike faith looking for it instead of looking for the worst looking for bad is it okay if I just milk this thing a little bit and kind of drag every drop out of this to where you can finally see this is where I'm missing it with faith I've got my confession right but I'm really not expecting I'm doing everything I'm told but I really don't have this anticipation I'm still looking for the worst What's a good way to judge myself if that's the way I'm doing it? What's a good way that would resemble that kind of person? Get a tape recorder. Tape it to your chest here somewhere close. And let it record you in it for 24 hours. And so you can, you, can, you can hear yourself talk. Because people will come to the greatest faith service in the world and hear what God's saying. And still walk outside their do those doors and speak death over themselves death over their business death over their marriage I, I knew one person faith person went to brother Hagen's school and this and that and one of their, faith, their words they just had a bad habit of saying this all the time I hate that or I hate this all right? we'd go out to dinner with them we'd order something I hate that I hate, and I'm thinking 
why is it that hate's coming out of your mouth so much? I hate this. I hate that. I remember one time when we were first married, my wife was saying, I'm just tired all the time. And she'd, she'd tell you the same thing. I'm not saying this with ease because she's not here. We've all done stuff like this. She'd say, I'm tired. I said, you know your body's listening to those words? And the reason you're tired all the time because you say you're tired all the time. And so now you've got this anticipation of not being full of energy because you've set the thermometer. You've, you've set the thermostat on tired. Right? Your words are like setting a thermostat. How many have ever been cold in your house? What do you do? You go to the thermostat and you set it what? What's a good number? 72? 68 does good for me. How many need 72? How many need 74? All right, whatever. So you set it at what you want. Does it get to 74 right away? No, but you believe, right? That's what you expect it to get to. And so now you've got to believe that your furnace is speaking to, well, I don't know how it works, but something's talking to something, to talk, talking to something, and it's coming from that little wire from that thermostat that's communicating with something to push out the kind of air you want. I don't know how it works. Something like that. Does that make sense? I'm a preacher. I'm not a plumber. I'm not, I found that out. <laughs> I'm not even a barbecue guy, <laughs> but I'm trying not like you. You understand what I'm saying? You set that thing. You set that thing. What are you setting for 2021? You say, well, yeah, but it's been cold. Okay, put a jacket on. What kind of jacket? Expectation. You may not get warm right away, but that thing's going to warm you up. Set the thermostat where you want it. I want prosperity, so I'm going to set it I'm more than enough. I want healing, so I'm going to set it. I'm by stripes, I'm healed. How do I set it? This thing. It's your tongue. It, if it offends you, cut it off and grow a new one. Not really. I don't want to get a call saying, you know, my husband cut my tongue off. Because he said my tongue offends him. No, 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 no. You've taken that scripture literal that if, if your eye, if, if someone's eye offends you, cut it out. No, 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 no. You get what I'm saying. You set your year with your words. You may not have ever heard this before, but you're hearing it here, and you're here, and you're submitted to the word here. And so if you're submitted to the word here, you've got to give yourself to this. And as you give yourself to this, I'm telling you, it'll steer your year in the right direction, COVID or no COVID. That's right. Hallelujah is right. I'm going to tell you, everything that was between you and your miracle has been taken out of the way. There's nothing in the way between you and your victory. There's nothing in the way between you and your prosperity. 
There's nothing in the way between you and your health. There's, I, there's nothing that's greater than God. Colossians 2.14 says he blotted out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us. He took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. There's nothing in your way that can stop you from getting to what you expect. In fact, he made you an heir with himself, with God, and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. That means you have a double right. You're a double heir. Hallelujah. I don't like to go to the in and out and get a single. I want a double-double. I want two patties and two cheeses. <laughs> I, want to, I want to go big. And you've got a double claim to the inheritance that belongs to you. Glory to God. Does that, does that mean anything to you? Is it all right if I give you a couple stories here? Acts chapter 3, verse 5. You don't have to turn there. You know the story. There's a, a beggar at what the Bible calls the gate beautiful. Remember the story? And he's sitting there and he's asking alms, right? And the most interesting thing is here's Peter and John. This is the church now. Here's Peter and John. And they find this guy. And what they say to him? Look on us. Now, we have to have that same kind of belief about ourselves. Why did they say look on us? They believed that they had the equipment to help this man. They believed that they were anointed. They believed that they had a healing anointing on them. They believed they had a deliverance anointing on them. They, you know how the church is today? You know, they run into someone with a problem, and they say, you should come to our church. My pastor's anointed. That's nice, and that's, that's all good, but that's, wrong. that's the wrong idea that we're getting across to you. You, you know, you've got to believe you're anointed. I, I, it's, not, it's not enough for you to believe I'm anointed. I'm anointed to empower you to do the work of the ministry. You've got to believe that you can tell someone that's in need, look on me. I've got an answer for you. I've got a fix for you. I've got deliverance for you. I've I got a healing anointing for you. I've got... I, I've got power on me that will set you free. So I'm sitting there and the Lord said, have people stand up and just, just you walk by them in your shadow. And I'm thinking, never done that. I, I'm, I don't know. That's, that's Peter's thing. That's in the Bible. I, that, we just don't see that today. The Lord says, do it. I said, what? I'm thinking, the, the Lord's like, when did you start arguing with me? And he's revealing to me there were times and seasons when you were more, more bold than you are now and you need to get back. And the Lord dealt with me like that this morning. I'm thinking, we can't digress and go back in the things of God. We've got to move forward. It's a new day. It's a new flow. And if it's going to become a deeper flow, we're going to have to be willing to do what we've never done before. We're going to have to be willing to be uncomfortable. Right? When we get out, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. 
because I'll tell you, God's going to do some things that are going to get you out of your comfort zone, and you're going to have to have this knowing and expectation that I've got the goods. And if you don't have a boldness with that, then God will use someone else. But if you really want to be used, because we sing the song, Dear Lord, use me, please don't refuse me. Surely there's a work for me to do. I don't know how it goes, but it's just sad. It's pitiful. Because everyone that sings that song, by the time God wants them to do something, they feel uncomfortable. That's for the preacher. Or that's for the, the real excited people in the church. That's just not me. That's, I don't fall in that group. I'm melancholy. Or what, what are those tests that we used to do? That's ruined the church. Because it's boxed you into a personality test and you don't do things if it don't line up with your personality. Some people are glad they're melancholy so if they leave the work of the ministry to other people they can just stay quiet. You stay quiet and someone else will get your base. She don't even know I'm preaching about her but it's all right. Because it's not about her being it wasn't about her. This is, this is about you and your faith and you believe in God. It's not about price is right. That, this is about, okay, are you going to be lulled to sleep today? Or are you going to have this anticipation? And they said, look on us. And what does the Bible said this man did? He looked on them expecting to receive something from them. Do you know what you expect to flow through you will determine how people will expect to receive from you? Let me say that again. What you expect to flow from you will determine how people expect to receive from you. If we don't get bold about saying what we have, what we possess, who we are, what belongs to us, it's going to determine how people are going to run to what we've got. Why would people come to the church when we're too shy about what we are and who we are? All right, thank you for your enthusiasm. I got to go Uber. What did they say? Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. People say, man, that's all they needed was the name of Jesus. No, it wasn't. That name's powerful, and every name that's named is under, the, under that name. That, that name's all powerful, but without expectation, that man would have been left at that gate. So what was the catalyst to the name? Expectation. Right? These signs follow them that believe. Could you, could you safely say, these signs follow them that expect. Because expectation is an expression of faith and believing. These signs follow every Christian. No? Because not every Christian's expecting. It's just not fair that that happened to Aunt Mabel. She was just such a sweet Christian. She attended church every week, read her Bible. I don't understand how God could allow that to happen to her. It's not God allowing anything. But just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're an expectation. Signs follow them that believe. 
good people all over the place. Miss it. That's why there's a passion on us all these years to preach faith into you, to get you on tippy-toe level expectation. Because if we can get you on your tippy-toes, just like them kids that go to their favorite band and they want to see them and they want to autograph and they're looking over everybody trying to get their attention. What do they do? They get on their tippy-toes. And that's how the church has to be. The Bible says in 1 John 3, 2, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. Something's coming. Don't look back, look ahead, because it doth not yet appear. But I has not seen, nor has ear heard, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. In other words, it doth not yet appear. There's some things that you haven't seen yet. There's some things that you haven't heard yet that have entered into your heart, but God's got it prepared for you. God's got your name on it. And the way that it is delivered to you is by way of expectation. Let me tell you what it looks like, and we'll close with this. Is this all right? Y'all getting something out of this? How many want to know what, what, it, what does it look like? What does expectation look like? Well, it could look like an expecting mother who has a, a, a shower getting ready to have that baby. She's expecting it, right? And the shower's, you know, announced. And what happens? Everybody comes, and they're bringing things for the room, diapers and food and different things like that to, to have ample supply. Why would you need that supply? Because you're expecting something, right? You're expecting this child to come into the world. Well, we have a story in Mark's gospel, Mark chapter 10, and it starts over there in verse 45, and it's the story of blind Bartimaeus. And he hears of Jesus passing by, right? How many remember the story? You can read it later, but I want, in fact, I want you to, because I want you to renew your mind to this expression of faith he cries out to Jesus he hears that Jesus is passing by and he cries out and he says Jesus now it's not the kind of cry you think about we attribute crying to tears and sorrow and things that happen that are bad and all of a sudden we cry or pain right but this wasn't a sympathy cry or an attention cry or a painful cry this was a cry of faith. This was a cry of expectation. He was wanting to get the attention of this man he heard of called Jesus. Because apparently he had heard of Jesus. He heard that he, this Messiah was anointed. And the anointing on his life would remove burdens and destroys, destroy yokes. And he had a yoke. He had a burden. In fact, he wore this coat that was a garment that represented that he was handicapped, poor, blind. If you were to wear this, it marked you. And others, when they seen you, they would know there was something wrong with you. And he'd been carrying around this badge, this jacket, this coat for years. And for some people, they liked that coat. 
Even today, people like the badge of their problem. They wear it with pride and they tell people, I'm this, I'm handicapped or I'm sick with this or I have this. And a lot of people like the attention. In fact, I'll go as far as saying some people would rather not be healed because if they were healed, they wouldn't get their disability check. Is it all right? I'm going to be bold enough to say it. I'm not saying everybody, but there are some people that they like being sick. And you might know someone like that. They're really good at it, and they call people. They, in fact, if you don't call them, they're mad and say, why didn't you call me? I've been sick for six days, and I needed to hear from you. There's people like that, but not Bartimaeus. In fact, they told him, shut up. They said, hold your peace. You're bothering the master. He's let him come. He's got good things to say. But he had more than good things to say. He had good things to do. Right? I'm going to wrap this up right here, but I want you to hear this. What does the Bible say? He cried more a great deal. In other words, he shut them off. Rather than let them box him in and keep him sick and keep him broke and keep him as a beggar, he cut them off and cried out more a great deal and said, Jesus, have mercy on me. And finally, Jesus finds out who's doing this and calls him. And they say, in fact, the master's calling. They, uh, they changed their tune. They said, the master's calling your name. What did he do? This is the most interesting thing. What's the first thing he did? What did he take off? The very thing that identified him with his problem. Why did he take it off? Because he knew that if he just calls my name, I'll never have to wear this again. All he's got to do is call my, all he's got to do is put my name on it. All he's got to do is, is tell me that bass player is mine. All he's got to do is say, Scotty, come on down. You're the next contestant on the Hill of Christ. You'd be like, ah, I don't need it no more. Glory to God. That's what expectation looks like. Was he touched by Jesus yet? No. Was the manifestation there yet? No. Was he still blind at the time? Yes. Was he still broke at the time? Yes. But when he called his name by faith, he said, I'm healed. I'm rich. Why? Because healed people don't wear this garment. Rich people don't wear this garment. Beggars wear this garment. I'll never need this again. So why wear it now? Because he's calling my name. That's good enough for me to rip this thing off. I didn't want to take mine off right now because you'd see my love handles and see that I ate too much in 2020. But 2021 is going to be a great year for my diet. I can still button it, praise God. But anyway... I just know my spirit, someone said, why didn't you take it all the way off? That's why. 
<laughs> but I sure have been enjoying some good food. Anyway, that's what faith looks like. And Jesus said, what wilt that I should do for thee? King James, English, King James, what wilt that I should do for thee? He said, Lord, give me enough money. Get me my stimulus that'll get me by to the next station where I can beg for some more. No, he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And what happened? He went his way and he was instantly healed. Glory to God, that's what it looks like. I said, that's what it looks like. That's what faith does. That's what faith looks like. Faith, that's just a simple illustration because some people say, you want me to fake it till I make it? No, I want you to faith it till you make it. If you really believe you're healed, you'll act like it. If you really believe you're rich, you'll talk like it. If you really believe you're blessed, you'll talk. If you're really expecting, it'll change the way you act, the way you look, the way you talk. It'll change your posture. In fact, the interesting thing about this story, and I'll, I'll close with this. I know it's early. It's 1138, but, you know, this will make you want to come back to the restaurant and eat some more. You can overcook some things that are tough, Right? really cool thing is that rise they said rise he calleth thee right so rising if I tell you to rise up in fact I'm going to tell you Scotty right now rise up what did he do you can sit down every time I'm giving him that command he's changing his position and what faith will do is it will cause you to rise from one position to another position and if he's calling you healed, rise to that place. If he's calling you blessed, rise to that place. In other words, you're going to have to change your position. You're going to have to change your posture. Right? You know, some things wouldn't hurt so bad on your spine if you just put your shoulders back and stern them out. <laughs> I don't know how that works. But... Your posture means a lot when it comes to faith. Okay? So listen, you got your, you got your, how many got your faith for 2021? You got it right now? Get it out. Glory to God. Get it out. <laughs> that, this is the garment we're putting on. Everything that we're saying for 20, if we can find it in the scripture, this is what we're putting on. This is our expectation. Okay? We're going to close with this. We are going to agree right now. I, as your pastor, am going to hook my faith up with you. We got a list too. Pastor Lisa has it at the other campus. We're hooking our faith up with campus number two as well. If any two of you agree is touching any one thing, it shall be done of my Father in heaven. Now when I come into agreement, I'm believing. I'm not coming out of it. Don't you go back to that jacket-wearing mentality. Don't, don't put that back on. Stay in agreement with what you're believing for, and it shall come to pass in Jesus' name. Do you believe that? I said, it shall come to pass. How many have got something financially on your list? Yeah. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. All those things will be added to you. He said, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. How many got some things on there about your physical body? How many believe for a turnaround physically? Renewed youth. He's going to renew your youth and restore 
restore your physical body back in Jesus' name. He said, by my stripes, you were healed. You'll, you get to today take that jacket of sickness off. Hallelujah. Walk different, talk different, talk in agreement with what you wrote down. How many are believing God for, for maybe a job? You've got some things on for your children, whatever that is. As for you and your house, you shall be saved. That's not just talking about salvation when it comes to eternal salvation from hell to heaven. That's a part of it, but it's talking about your health. It's talking about deliverance. It's talking about prosperity. It's, to, it's an all-inclusive of everything that you would ever need. And Jesus says that as for you and your house, I call you saved and they shall be saved in Jesus' name. I believe it's all included in that in Jesus' name. Let's stand up right now. Hold your vision up before the Lord. The Bible says, without a vision you perish. But we've got to write it down and make it plain. And you've written those things down. And we've made it plain before you, Lord, what we're believing for. So I declare that I am in agreement as the pastor and shepherd of this house with these sheep that every desire that they have shall come to pass in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I thank you for accelerant on their faith that there will be accelerated miracles and accelerated prosperity, accelerated salvation, deliverance coming to their house in the name of Jesus. I declare it so now. You said in your word, Father, that if any two will agree as touching any one thing, that it shall be done. Let's say together in Jesus' name, it shall be done. Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. Come on, rejoice. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. And we praise you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Come on, out loud, thank him. In fact, praise him like it's already done. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. <laughs> thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Now, I don't, what a wonderful day. Praise God. I only got something out of today. I'm going to go take on the, the job of an Uber driver. But as, as before we leave, I, I just want to sing this song. I don't know if you can play it, but I'm expecting great things. Can we do that? I'm expecting great things. Let's sing it together. Praise God. And Brother Marquise, I'm going to have you close it out. Can you do that? As I leave, I just want y'all to know this is going to be the best year yet. 2021. Hallelujah. We're going to have some fun. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. And Pastor Lisa and I love you, and we'll see you again online Wednesday night, and we'll see you Sunday morning again. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful year. Praise God. Let's sing it out. I'm expecting great things. I'm expecting great things. I'm expecting great things.
expecting great things, great things. I'm expecting great things. I'm expecting great things. I'm expecting great things, great things. Can we sing that one more time? I'm expecting great things. 